What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the DFS Dose Podcast, your fix of daily fantasy sports information, strategy, and analysis. I'm your host, Ben Hovern. As always, I'm joined by the two Jays, Joey Carrion, Jared Marcus, and gentlemen. Week one is in the books. Week two is upon us. And with it, I think we've got a very different type of slate. Uh, you know, in week one, we were practically drowning in value. Salary meant very little. Injuries did you know, not play much of a factor in terms of, you know, pushing guys into larger than expected roles. Week two, we have a totally different story. Um, You know, I'll just give my opinion on the slate real quick. You know, I think week two is going to be a week where DFS players who are unemotional in their approach see a significant edge. And what I mean by that is that recency bias and confirmation bias are going to kill a ton of people this week uh, in DFS. You know, people are going to analyze week one and they're going to see what they want to see from the stats. They're, you know, the guys that they liked in the mm-hmm. offseason that did well, you know, they're going to look at it like, oh, this guy's a stone lock to repeat in week two. The guys that they were off of that did poorly, oh, well, you know, they were just trash all along. You know, this type of thinking is going to be rampant in DFS for week two. And I think that focusing on what we know to be true, which is that week one is a tiny sample size of a larger season. Season, uh, is going to be key to winning in DFS week two. Um, and, and that's my opinion, guys. Uh, how, how you guys doing? Key to, key to winning for the rest of the season, honestly. Key to winning in um, life. <laughs> facts. The recency bias part, um, that, that's a major uh, thing because people really do get that. And like you said, you just had to be unemotional and uh, just take every slate uh, as a week-to-week approach instead of looking at it as a whole-season approach. Facts. Yeah. Um, so do you guys have any other general you know, thoughts uh, as it relates to this slate in terms of a, a general view? Um, there, there's a lot of good quarterback matchups. Um, I, think, I think the ownership on the quarterbacks will uh, be varied throughout a number of players. That's what I, that's what stands out to me so far. There's about six quarterbacks I want to play. <laughs> yeah, um, I want to play Lamar. I want to play Mahomes. I want to play Carr. I want to play Allen. I want to play Golf. I want to play Roethlisberger. Yeah, and I, I think that in cash, like Joey said, it's going to be spread out. I don't think that we're going to see any quarterback really dominate ownership. So that'll be interesting. I think we'll see quite a bit of uh, you know varied opinions in cash this week. Um, you know, we'll get right into that at the top of the show as we talk chalk. But uh, before we get into that, Joey, do you want to tell the people how they can support the podcast? So you can support the DFS Dose by following us on Twitter at the DFS Dose. You can also subscribe to us on YouTube at the DFS Dose. Um, we're also on iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud, obviously, at the DFS Dose. Same handle across all platforms. Um, like we mentioned last last week, you can go on our Twitter, see our pin tweet about our Slack channel. Uh, you can go ahead and join that. We talk DFS, football, uh, news in there. And as always, you can follow my personal YouTube at Joey Carrion, and then you can follow Ben's personal YouTube at Ben Hover. Uh, we post videos on cash games and DFS, Millie Maker DFS. So go ahead, give those uh, channels a nice subscribe and yeah yeah uh join us on this journey we're going to be sailing to the money all year long and uh that continues in week two so let's get right into it and uh talk some chalk so in terms of the chalkiest plays on the board uh what really stands out to you guys what's good chalk what's bad chalk um let's start uh, kick it off here with the oakland raiders because 
There's arguably three Raiders who were in discussion to be chalked this week, uh, mostly because they played in that second Monday night game. There was no price adjustment, so uh, you know we didn't really account for the workload that Josh Jacobs got. Tyrell Williams is underpriced, and Darren Waller is also underpriced. Um, what, what do you think about these three guys? I mean, I think you have to almost you almost have to play Tyrell and honestly all of them. <laughs> there's not they're so cheap. And they're, like, they're all ridiculously cheap. They all yeah, benefited like, from that time slot that they were in. Um like you said, they're just very, very cheap. I think Tyrell's an absolute must play, personally. I agree with yeah, that. Tyrell I mean, is the the standout just because what he offers you in terms of value. Uh, gr- granted, Waller is a value too, but we'll get into our positional takes. I think that there's some better tight end value um, that you can attack. <laughs> oh my god, here we go. Anyways, but I think, yeah, you have to play Tyrell because like, Chark and Conley just ate up the Chiefs defense with, I forgot who was playing, I forgot that dude's name. What was that quarterback? Gardner. Yeah, that Cornwall. Yeah, he's trash. So, I mean... Don't disrespect my son. Yeah, he's garbage. But, I mean, I think you gotta play Tyrell. He showed out on Monday, too. Yeah, ended up getting seven targets, went six for 105 and a touch, and, and should see a much heavier... Uh, pass game script you know the the Raiders were ahead that entire game against Denver and will likely not be the case in KC um you know in terms of some other chalky options uh what stands up like stands out to you guys on this slate um well we have Austin Eckler who is projected to be one of the highest owned running backs as long with Josh Jacobs I do like Austin Eckler a lot and then projected to be the third highest on running back is Alvin Kamara. So I like both of those plays, and I think um, there's honestly no reason to fade them in cash. Absolutely no reason. Like, you could play me in every head-to-head for any amount if you fade them. Yeah, uh, agreed. Um, I think that Kamara and Eckler both are very good chalk. And, you know, I didn't really say it, but I don't think that Josh Jacobs is good chalk because um, although he is underpriced for his role, I don't think that, like like we said, you know, the Raiders are not going to be playing from ahead this entire game like they were. And I just think that he has a much lower floor than uh, we may may believe. I mean, he only had one target, one reception last week. I think that Jalen Richard gets more involved this week. Uh, even though he didn't have much of a role, uh, I do know the Raiders like him. And for just a couple hundred more, you know, you got plays like uh, James White, Breda, Gio, all in play for me. Um, you know, and, and we'll get to that during the running back segment. The other major chalk that I think we absolutely need to discuss here, Sammy Watkins. Um, you know, he basically broke the slate uh, last week. 11 targets, 9 receptions, damn near 200 yards, 3 touchdowns. 49.8 points on DraftKings, and Tyreek Hill is injured. He's the clear-cut wide receiver one on the best offense in the NFL. Um, am I crazy to think that he's a fade? No, I agree. He is a fade uh, to me as well. He's too inconsistent for me. He's too inconsistent, and, and we talked about it at the top of the show. Okay, Week one is a small sample size. Now, yes, could, could Sammy come back? And, and wreck this slate. I think that it's it's a possibility. It, it's within the range of outcomes, but I think that we know Sammy Watkins is one of those players who can be elite in a given week and then disappear the next week, and I'm not willing to just bet it in cash that he is going to repeat what he did in what might have been a career game for him. You know, I, I think that was a career game for him. I, I agree completely. I'm not playing him. 
I don't care if he's 99.5% owned. I'm not playing him. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that that is uh, pretty interesting and that the three of us might be outside of the, the box on this one because I think Sammy's going to be probably uh, right up there in terms of Eckler and, and Josh Jacobs as the highest owned player on this slate. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Agreed. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. All right. Um, well, uh, that is chalk talk, guys. Let's uh, let's get into the meat of this show, position by position. We're gonna go uh, through each position on DraftKings, uh, talking DraftKings scoring here, and and basically give what stands out to us in terms of cash, in terms of GPP. Uh, Jared, do you want to kick us off? Uh, what's what's uh, the most interesting thing for you in terms of cash? So I think I'm going to lean on Josh Allen this week in cash. Um, I'm not about paying 7500 for Patrick Mahomes, even though he's in a smash spot and he's going to produce. He, It's a very, very unlikely he's not going to produce. But I want to fit Alvin Kamara. I want to play Juju. I want to play all these other guys. So I think I'm going to go Josh Allen. He has, a, I mean, his rushing, his rushing floor always helps. He scored 20 points last week and he had a horrible game. Absolutely and horrible. The uh, Giants just got smoked by Dak, who's not, who's n- nowhere near a, a good NFL quarterback in my eyes. So he's not, he's not top top twelve, I don't think. But anyways, <clears throat> um, yeah, I'm I'm rolling Josh Allen fifty three hundred train. I uh, I like that pick. You know, Allen, for me, strong consideration, especially in cash games. Like you said, the rushing floor. We just saw what, you know, his his floor was in terms of NFL games. It was bad, four turnovers, two interceptions, two fumbles, and still managed 20 points, like you said. His price went down. He's 5.3. I, I don't think that he could have a worse game than he had last, uh, last week, and he still would have 3X'd. And, you know, when it comes to passing, uh, Josh Allen is a good deep ball thrower and we saw what Gallup and Cooper did to the Giants secondary Uh, I think that's a good pick for me Um, I'm really choosing between either paying down to Allen or this mid-tier of guys in Jared Goff and Ben Roethlisberger Um, you know Roethlisberger had a terrible game in prime time I think that's going to suppress his ownership Uh, you know he went to Foxborough Um, Big Ben traveling to Foxborough is a different story than him hosting a Seattle team that just surrendered over 400 passing yards to Andy Dalton in their own building. Um, Mm -hmm. Big Ben is going to bounce back. Uh, 47 pass attempts last week. I think he comes close to that again. Um, The only thing holding me up with that is Juju Smith-Schuster's toe injury because if he does not bounce back fully, uh, you know, Big Ben is on a pretty talent-deficient team besides James Conner and Juju. The rest of those ancillary guys are nothing incredible. I think that if Juju missed, I would pivot directly to Goff. What do you guys think about those two guys? Um, I, I like I like Big Ben this week. Um, I also like golf a lot. Um, like you mentioned, the Seahawks uh, secondary gave up 400-plus yards to Andy Dalton, although he did throw over 50 pass attempts. Um, <clears throat> but like you, like you said, he's in a prime bounce-back spot at home against the Seahawks, like, and it's not going into Foxborough playing the Patriots week one. So I love Big Ben uh, this week as well. And I, lo- I do like Juju. He stubbed his big toe. He's fine. Um, so what are you thinking, Joey? Where, where, where are your eyes going for cash games? Redo that. Say Jared. 
What? I already talked to Jared what? about cash games. Oh, oh, okay. Never mind. What boy? I was the first one to go. <laughs> Alright. So, I think... Let me give it a couple seconds. Alright. So, I think for cash, I think I'm going to play... Uh, Jared Goff, fifty nine hundred. Um, like you said, he's in consideration for you. Um, I just like the game environment. Obviously, Saints Rams NFC rematch. I think it's going to be a very high scoring game, and I like Goff a lot at home. But if I had to pick somebody else, um, I, I don't know. I, I like Dak a lot on the road in Washington. Um, new offensive scheme, and I'm not like Jared. I think he's somewhat decent. Um, so I do like Dak a lot too, uh, for sixty three hundred. But I'll probably stay in the mid tier. Mid tier cash is the way to go. And then um, just specifically, real quick on GPPs, uh, if you don't play Mahomes, you're not gonna win any large amount of money. I will say that. I disagree, but I disagree as well. I mean, Mahomes and Lamar Jackson, and even Deshaun Watson, if you want to include him in that group, I think are all in pretty good spots. I mean, we just saw, you know, Jacksonville's defense get kind of embarrassed, and now they're going to Houston, and and Watson looks to be in charge of one of the best offenses in the league if, uh, you know, uh, Monday night was any indication. But could I uh, interest any of you guys in a little Thomas Brady? 6,400, highest uh, implied team total on the slate, oh, yeah. 33.5. Of um, obviously, the blowout factor is something that we're all thinking about. But, I mean, like I said, highest team total. Brady, uh, what are we thinking? Oh, yeah. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> well, Jared doesn't like money. Uh, I Tom... think there is uh, – go ahead, go ahead. I'll talk after. <laughs> um. Nah, I, I, I'm on board with the Patriots train this week. We saw what Lamar oh, did. Sh- shocker. <laughs> Yo, shout out to my boy AB, though. Um, yeah. <laughs> play him with Tom Brady. Yeah. If but he's anyways. In the, if he's in the league by Sunday. <laughs> yeah. I, I do not co-sign that statement. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but Tom, <laughs> but Tom Brady, 6,400 on the road in Miami. Um. If I'm not mistaken, that was his. That was either his best or his second best fantasy game of the year last year. Was in Miami. Um, obviously it's a different Dolphins team. They suck. They're tanking. Players don't want to play for them. Um, they they are going to get blown out. But I think Tom Brady can get a solid thirty points this week. Um, even if he only plays three quarters. Oh my God. You don't think 30 points is in the realm of possibilities? In first, for someone like Brady, I think it's always a possibility no matter where he plays. But do I think it's going to happen? No. I think they're just going to want... They know they're going to win. I think they're just going to want to, like, go in, Who's, get out of there. And by halftime, by halftime, they're already planning for week three. <laughs> like, they're just going to... They're going to run the ball probably... Close to 40, 40 I mean, to 50 times. Just a just a quick uh, season outlook. They don't really have to plan for an opponent opponent for the next month or so. So who do they play week three? Uh, the Jets with no Sam Darnold, and then the Redskins, and then the Giants or the Bills are somewhere in there too. All right, so, hashtag so, blessed. Yeah, so they're they're just planning for the playoffs. They'll probably, they'll probably honestly rest Brady. He might not throw to week seven. 
from so, yo honestly they could start uh Jared Stidham and probably still win those games. Yeah, he'll probably be <laughs> he'll probably be playing in the third quarter. So I'm definitely not playing Brady. I'd rather play Lamar. His his upside is ridiculous. It's up it, honestly it's almost up there with Mahomes. Yeah. Cuz just cause, just as, just cuz of his rushing. Mm-hmm. So my GPP play is going to be Lamar. I'm even considering him in cash. It's just if I want to spend that much. Yeah, no, I totally agree with that. And, and you know, Lamar showed it that basically, you know, we didn't even see his rushing last week. He had three attempts for six yards, and he still put up 36 points on DraftKings. Honestly, yeah. if you had told me that before the year, I would not have thought that that was possible. I would have thought that Lamar's only, you know, outlet to being in the 30-point range was through rushing. I did not think that he had five passing touchdowns in him. Um, and I think that we need to readjust to that. I don't think that that is a uh, recency bias either. I think that that's just uh, we were wrong on, on Lamar. It's, but it was we'll literally because everybody like myself was talking shit and said this man can't throw. So he's like, all right. So now he's going to come on and throw 50 touchdowns this year. It, it would yeah. be nice to see him play a legit defense, but we're not going to get that this week either. So I guess we'll uh, keep an eye on Lamar. Is there anybody else that you guys want to talk about before we move on to running back? Uh, people are going to play Derek Carr. I will not be one of them. Derek Carr is... 5,100. He's affordable. Yeah, yeah. And his best two games last, last two seasons, I'm pretty sure, came at home against KC. Yeah. So I don't they, mind they it, were. and I actually like it, especially if you're playing Waller and um, Tyrell. Because I mean, if you play, if you play Carr, you're fading Jacobs, in my opinion. Because like, yeah, fade Jacobs, play Rashard, maybe fade Tyrell, you know, something like that. But um, I mean, he has upside. He's gonna chuck it. Obviously, they're going to be way behind. They're not going to run it as much as they did last week, like you said. I mean, the Broncos are trash. And the Chiefs might drop a 50-piece on them. So, That's a good point. I mean, I don't know. I, I'm I'm good. I think for cash, I'm Lamar or Josh Allen. GPP, I mean, you can't... I mean, Mahomes, no matter what, go ahead. Or Lamar or... um. Derek Carr. We got to move on here, but just uh, real quick, last thing. Uh, is is Watson on your radar or just not really being right below Lamar? I mean, I think Watson is in an equally good spot, to be honest. Yeah, I'm staying away from that because if that pass, that pass rush gets to him, he could get knocked out of the game because he's still banged up. It's just, I mean, his upside, he wants to drop 55 points on these dudes, and he might. Yeah. After after last week, after he drove them down, and then they tried to play a prevent defense at at midfield. Oh yeah. Like like they're gonna throw a hail mary or something. They needed five yards. Um. Oh, oh man. So the NFL is funny this, sometimes. This dude Watson, he's he ain't heading the ball off. Don't even try to play Carlos Hyde for some sharp one percent own play. Because he ain't handing it off. He's going to throw. Like, you could play every receiver there. That I actually is... just talked myself onto Watson. So, yeah, I love Watson. <laughs> he might, Watson. He, yeah, he might throw 50 times. 
Uh, let's move on to running back here, keep the show moving. Um, in terms of the top tier guys, uh, Alvin Kamara obviously stands out to us and anybody else with a brain, so we don't really need to, I think, get too much into that. Kamara's pretty much a stone lock every format. Uh, we just saw what McCaffrey did to the same defense, and Kamara looked amazing, uh, put up 23.9 points without a touchdown. Uh, he's, he's a no-brainer, but in terms of some of these other guys, I mean, do you want to go to Barkley? Do you want to go to Elliott, uh, Dalvin Cook? Uh, what are we thinking about these other top running backs? You could play Delvin Cook. I know Joey's yeah. on that Delvin train. I don't. Yeah. I don't mind it. I'm. I personally won't just because I'm a Packers fan, and I thought their defense looked elite. Yeah, their their run defense but, didn't look too bad against the the Bears, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean they got. I mean, we're not going to find out to the pack about the Packers defense for a while, but I love a Viking stack, but I won't play it because I'm not going to root against my team. But last year, I think they played. I think their first game was in Lambeau last year too, wasn't it? Couldn't tell you. I'm pretty sure where they kept missing field goals, and Thielen and Diggs and Kirk all went off. So I don't mind it, but uh, Dalvin, Dalvin's lit. I'd play Dalvin. I won't play him. I won't play him, but you should play him. GPP, not cash. Yeah. I'm on the same boat, GBP for Dalvin. Um, I just think he's at a price where he is still underpriced, but it's hard to get there in cash with uh, some of like the options at receiver that are going to be high owned and tight end as well and quarterback. Um, I think it's hard to get there. I agree with that. Um, you know, I actually I got some interest in Saquon Barkley, but he's just so expensive. Ninety two hundred, the highest priced player on the slate. I just don't know if you can get up to him uh, with Kamara being a thousand cheaper. I mean, in tournaments, if you want to be contrarian, you can go for it. But I just think Kamara is a, a better point per dollar play. I think Kamara is the best play on the slate. Yeah, um, I agree with that. I, he's right there uh, with Austin Eckler for me in terms of a, a must play. Um, he's like he's like Joey's Delvin of last week. There's no reason to fade him. Yeah, yeah. There's no reason to fade him in GPPs, cash, whatever. Just play him. That's all you I gotta think, do. Honestly, I think him and Eckler are that way for me. I'm playing him GPP and cash. I don't need to find an edge at running back. Yeah, uh, that's a fair point. I think that the edge you could find is picking a contrarian third running back. So who who are you guys looking for? If you've got your first two running back spots, you know, locked in, who who's the flex RB this week? Um, it definitely depends on your build. Um, so if we're left with you know like five thousand five or fifty five hundred left for our flex spot, and we want to go running back, I think we either look towards Breda. James White or Geo if Joe Mixon misses. Um, I think those three guys definitely have potential to have uh, big weeks. Matt Breda is basically the only running back in San Francisco besides Moster, who will get some work, but Matt Breda will get the uh, majority of work. Geo Bernard always gets a bunch of touches when Joe Mixon misses. I mean, he's only played uh, four games without Joe Mixon since Mixon came into the league, and he's averaged 18 touches in those games at 5,300 going up against the Niners uh, defense. So I don't mind Geo if Joe Mixon misses. Um, James White obviously has tremendous upside as the pass catching back in uh, New England as well. And if we're high on Brady, then we got to be high on James White as his checked on option. 
Uh, I agree with basically everything you just said. You know, with Breda, the one thing that I do want to mention, you know, I like him, and I liked him a little bit more in the beginning of the week. Now I'm thinking about it, you know, Jeff, uh, Jeff Wilson Jr. was activated. You know, he's obviously not some amazing player, but I think that he will siphon receiving work from Breda, which to me would make me, uh, you know, lean Geo if Geo's an option. To me, if Mixon sits, Geo is the, the guy in that, you know, light 5K range that we want to pick between those three guys. That's my opinion mm-hmm. on it. Uh, James White. Um, for tournaments, I think is a smash play. He's he's going to be sub five percent. Um, at least that's what some of the projections out there are saying. So I think that White um, is a great tournament play, but uh, we do have to worry about the potential of you know it being the Sony Michelle sh- uh, show for the entire second. Half Which I I do think it will be the Sony Michelle and Rex Burkhead show for the second half as a Patriots fan. Just and I mean, just even there. even as somebody who's looking at a team that's 18 and a half point favorites, I mean, Sony Michelle yeah. is definitely in GPP consideration. Uh, definitely not cash uh, worthy, but in in GPPs, he could easily get three touchdowns in this spot. So uh, mm-hmm. Sony for me is a GPP play, and another guy I want to throw out there as a GPP viable play, Carry On Johnson, 5700. He did not have a very uh, good debut um, in, in last week's game. He did have 16 carries, two targets, two receptions, but. The thing with him is he played uh, just under 60% of the snaps. Not ideal, but, you know, the Lions are never going to pass as much as they passed last week against the Cardinals. I think every team that faces the Cardinals this year is going to be running more plays than usual just to match the way the Cardinals play. I think the Lions are going to look to reestablish the run in their home opener and that carry-on is going to be the backbone of uh, their offense this week. Uh, People are going to be off of him because he was, you know, so unproductive last week. I think now is the time to throw that recency bias to the side and get back on the carry-on train week two. Yeah, I like carry-on this week as well. Um, anybody else that you guys want to mention here, uh, Mark? You guys, you guys missed the best GPP play of the week. Lay it on me. I mentioned him in the Slack chat last week when you wanted to play Geis. <laughs> Chris Thompson. Chris Thompson. Geis is out. AP can't handle more than 15 carries because he's old. And they're going to be behind, so they're going to be throwing the yeah, and, and you know he had that, ten targets last week in a game that they were ahead of for a, a large chunk of that game. Fourteen point points on DK is only thirty nine hundred. When they were behind, check down, check down, check down on that drive, that last drive. Yep. Yeah, Chris, I'm playing. I'm playing Chris Thompson in our simple entry. Thirty eight hundred. He went up th- or thirty nine. What is he? Thirty nine. Yeah, thirty nine hundred. He went up four hundred. I mean, I'll take that all day. He will be my flex in my in my single entry. Yeah, he's the best uh, cheap running back on the board. Honestly, you could play him in cash if you're feeling uh, I'm I'm thinking about frisky. It. If you if you need the salary, he is definitely cash viable. I am um, thinking about it. I actually might play him in cash. Yeah, um, that's fair. Off Jacobs because uh, I want to play Jacobs, but I also don't want to play Jacobs. <laughs> Anybody else that you guys want to mention before we move on here uh, to wide receiver? For G- for GPP, this is more of, I mean, I guess FanDuel, but me and Ben were saying this earlier, uh, Latavius Murray for the touchdown upside in a yeah. shootout. Agreed. Agreed with that for sure. Um, If you want to get crazy leverage off Jacobs, I guess you can go down to Richard. Yeah. Um, but I don't. I, I don't suggest that. 
And then there was one more guy. Oh, we said James White. Yeah, that's it. Joey, anybody for you? GPP running backs? Uh, just Derrick Henry, uh, 6K. It's probably one of my favorite GPP options at running back. It's going to be very low-owned. Uh, projected 5% owned right now. Um, the but Colts gave up over 200 total yards to running backs last week um, going up against Austin Eckler and Justin Jackson. So, At the same price, uh, Mark Ingram kind of stands out to me. I mean, I think I would rather play him. Only 14 carries in week one, no receiving usage. But, I mean, he did get the two touchdowns. And, like I said, teams facing Arizona are going to be running more plays. I think Ingram could get 20 touches this week against a very soft run defense. Um, so yeah, Ingram in consideration. Also James Connor, uh, he's, he's going to oh, yeah. be completely looked over. Um, you know, the whole, the whole Steelers team was bad, but I mean, he played on 80% or more of the snaps and, you know, he's going to be home. We know the, all the whole Steelers team is better at home because they all, you know, yeah. follow, you know, big Ben's trends. So I think that, you know, Connor is squarely in play for me as somebody who's going to be completely overlooked on this slate. Yeah, I, I agree, and I mentioned him in my video that released yesterday. Um, I think this could be a James Conner week where he gets 30-plus points and nobody plays him. All right, that is a good running back breakdown there. Let's move on to wide receiver here, uh, where DeAndre Hopkins, Michael Thomas are each respectively coming off of a 13 target game uh what, what do we think about uh these two guys to me michael thomas stands out a little bit more but in general i think it's very tough to get up to this tier in cash games uh with the current build what do you guys think i think you can get there i, I really do i think you can get there um do you have a lean between the two thomas and hopkins uh thomas for sure michael thomas for sure um Agreed. He's in the in the highest projected uh, point total game at 54 right now as we're recording. Um, and obviously Drew Brees number one target, and I think he just uh, just frankly shits on the Rams secondary. So give me Michael Thomas at 8,000. He's my number one wide receiver play on the board. Also, not to mention he is projected to be the second highest owned wide receiver if you take that into account for anything. All right, uh, moving moving down the list a little bit. Uh, we're, we're waiting for Jared. He'll be back in a moment, but we'll keep the show going. Um, Keenan Allen, Juju Smith-Schuster are two guys that stand out to me. Uh, you know, we talked about slightly during the Eckler section that, uh, you know, Mike Williams doubtful for this game. Um, we'll, we'll find out about that probably tomorrow, and and Hunter Henry is out. I mean, Keenan Allen could realistically see 15, 16 targets in this game. Yeah. I uh, expect him to maybe see Slay on half of those, but I think that he'll get plenty of run against uh, Coleman in the slot, and, and regardless, if we're talking Keenan Allen having 15 targets, I don't care who he's matched up against. He's in play. Yeah, He's definitely in play for me as well. Um, I don't know if I could get there in cash if I'm going out to Michael Thomas uh, playing two uh, top five receivers on this slate in terms of salary um, might be hard to do this week, but I do love Keenan Allen. Um, but I know you guys are high on Juju, right? Hell yeah. I mean, I'm playing. I'm playing Juju. I don't care. 
Look, I said it in our text messages, and I stand by it. I mean, if Juju doesn't ball out in this game, I'm going to have to sell my left nut because I'm betting the house on this dude, okay? <laughs> Juju Smith-Schuster is not leaving this game, assuming he plays and he's straight. Uh, he is not leaving with less than 20 points in this matchup. I mean, eight eight targets, six receptions. That's going to be a low for him on this entire season. We know what New England does to the number one option. Uh, I don't think yeah, he could pick a better... I mean, Gilmore, whatever, bro. We're, we're talking about Juju Smith-Schuster playing a team that allowed John Ross to snap on them, okay? John Ross. Oh. Juju is going off, okay? Juju That's is my, my top play. Um, Don't disrespect John Ross. That boy is dog shit. <laughs> Straight up. Or more points than Josh Gordon. <laughs> I mean, oh, I mean yeah. we're losing. <laughs> they were losing. He had a better game script. They were winning that. like the whole game. Yeah, but then they started to lose. They were winning. You're right. Yeah, well, I am right. Anyways. But it, I mean, it was a closer game than the Patriots. It was close. It was. They were winning, but it was still a one possession game. The Patriots were up by 20, um, like in the second quarter. So yeah, this boy Josh Gordon can't run a whole game. He got smoke in his lungs. <laughs> Yo, why are you disrespecting my boy? He's probably high right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's on the field working out. Like a fucking like high a true a patriot bitch. does. High is a bitch. <laughs> like a true patriot does. Just straight work. All no right. Oh, All right. Yeah, Listen, let's talk bias about boys. these patriots. Let's move on. Bias boys. Bias boy uh, one and bias boy two. Let, let's uh, move oh, on. Hold on. Hold on. Anyways, <laughs> let's get back in the juju. Yeah. Um... Juju also had a bad game last week because this dude Ben Roethlisberger turns into like a, he's he's a trash can away from Heinz Field for whatever he turns into Jamarcus Russell. He is horrible. He can't he doesn't see the field. He he can't move. He doesn't feel pressure. I don't know what the hell is wrong with him, but he's horrible. So um, play James GPP play play James Connor and. Uh, Big Ben and Juju, they'll probably snap. Yeah, just something. He's gonna, uh, he's gonna go to his studs. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Just something uh, completely unrelated. The funniest video ever is Stephen A. Smith uh, talking shit about Jamarcus Russell. If you haven't seen that, go watch that. But yeah, Juju Smith is going to snap. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's move down to this mid range, you guys. Uh, some some interesting players. You know, one thing I actually really wanted to get into, Joey. I know that you were kind of on this Robert Woods train this week. I'm more into Cooper Cup myself. Uh, do you want to discuss these Rams wide receivers than the forgotten man Brandon Cooks? <laughs> Honestly, I think I think like if you want to play uh, like either one of the three, I don't hate it. And I think I'm on Cup now with you, so. Just to oh, throw that nice. out there. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm not playing Woods. I think Lattimore is going to take Woods. You know, no, I think Lattimore is going to be on Cooks. You think so? Yeah. Because Cooks I don't is. Know, dog. Cooks I is think, their number one. I think Woods is better than Cooks. I think they'd rather take away Woods than Cooks. In my <sighs> opinion, it would make more sense to bracket Cooks since he's going to be running all those, you know, deep routes, but. You know, yeah. what we do know for certain is that Cooper Cup is likely to get PJ Williams, who's a free a free square for fantasy points uh, in the slot against New Orleans. So, you know, Cooper Cup, he had 10 targets in his first game back from the ACL, only seven receptions for 46 and no touchdowns. But I mean, we know that when they get down to the red zone, Cooper Cup is in play. He could easily get two touchdowns on, on 10 targets in the same matchup here. So 
Um, yeah, Cup for me, squarely in cash consideration. Uh, Robert Woods, to me, it's just like a moral thing. Like, I don't want to play the most expensive Rams wide receiver because they're all so close that I would rather just take the cheap one or, or Brandon Cooks because, you know, he has such high upside. But um, anybody else in this mid-range stand up to you guys or do you want to move down to the value? Mm, John Brown? Yeah, John or Brown. Is that too low, I guess? Well, well he, I guess the start we... of the value for me. I guess we could we can do fifty five and above, um, fifty five to sixty five. So I like Woods. I mean, like I said, Diggs. I think it's gonna be. I think that Packers' defensive showing was a was a showing of this dude Trubisky is hot hot garbage. So I don't mind Diggs because Jair will probably will probably take on Thielen again and he'll probably get torched like last year. Um, so I don't mind Diggs. I, I'm always a fan of Lockett because he's Mr. Consistent, but if he's he got hurt. Yep, didn't practice Wednesday. We're still waiting on the Thursday report as of the time of this taping, and I think that, you know, uh, Lockett definitely in play if he plays because uh, we love this game, and it makes sense in, in a Big Ben, Juju, Connor stack, but uh, Metcalf as well uh, we'll talk about later. And then my favorite play in this range overall, is well, for GPP-wise, is Michael Gallup. That play, the Kellen Moore play action offense it really fits Gallup's, Gallup's play style. Obviously, as we saw last week, seven targets, seven catches, 158 yards, 62 yard catch. Um, I think Gallup could be in for a huge game because nobody on this defense is going to stick him. I mean, they're probably going to put Norman on Cooper. Oh yeah. yeah, and I mean Who's we gonna, ju- we just saw what happened. Gallup. Yeah, that we just saw what happened when you know you put a dangerous deep threat like Deshaun Jackson against this Washington team. I mean, if 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 they were paying attention, they're gonna toss Gallup in the slot for some deep routes, just like uh, the Eagles did, and he's gonna he's gonna feast on this team. Yeah, so Gallup is also going to be he's gonna be my running back with uh when I play Chris Thompson, not in cash, but in um GPP. Yep, uh, you know, that's a good point. Uh, right below that, I do want to say D.D. Westbrook. Now, it's really hard for me to consider any Jag skill position players uh, now that Foles is out and we're in the, the Minshew era of Jacksonville, but I will say that, uh, you know, the Houston slot coverage was so bad that they cut their slot corner, Aaron Colvin, after the last game with the Saints. Um, so I, I don't know who's exactly taking his place off the top of my head, but D.D. Westbrook still looked good, got a touchdown once Minshew was in there. He's 5,400, and I don't think that he will be, uh, you know, played at all, to be honest. No, I don't think he'll be played at all because I don't think he's a great play. GPP-wise, if he's going to be low, low, I mean, he has a bad so- I don't yeah. mind it. G- GPP but I, yeah. only. only. I'd, also, I'd also rather go Will Fuller over DD though. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah, exactly. I'd rather have <clears throat> Fuller over DD um, in GPPs. And with Foles out, I don't think DD has GPP winning upside, so I wouldn't go there either when Gallup is 200 more and Will Fuller is 100 less. And even John Brown at 5,200. I know Jared just brought him up. Uh, but I think we're on the John Brown train this week. All three of us are I really all aboard. I really want to play him in cash. I mean, but he's I cash viable. Can, can, can we, can we just say it? Thomas. Let's say that John Brown is cash viable. I mean, it, that might be a crazy statement, but let's just look at the numbers, right? 10 targets, 
Seven receptions, 123 yards, and a touchdown last week against a terrible Jets secondary. Granted, I'll give you that, but he's not playing any better of a secondary this week. He's playing the Giants, who gave up 200-yard receivers last week in Gallup and Cooper. Um, you know, all all offseason, all we heard was that John Brown was electric. He was he was Josh Allen's favorite target, and that turned out to be true. Um, you know, he was severely, severely underpriced last week. Uh, they bumped him up 900, but I still don't think it's enough. I think that John Brown is is a great play. And if he's getting 10 targets, he's more than just a, a deep threat. He's a reliable option in this offense. I am not afraid to play John Brown in cash. Uh, if he fits my build, I, I will go there. Absolutely. And I 100% concur. Um, like you said, he he's just too underpriced. And I would argue that the Giants secondary is worse than the Jets secondary. That is an argument that has some substantiating evidence. That is what I'll say to that. So, so is, yeah, it's way worse. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's not even an argument. It's way. It's yeah. way worse. Jets actually have a. That was. I think the. I think the Jets have a pretty solid defense. I that mean, dude. Yo, that dude Mosley was all over the field last week. He was. Yeah. But, I mean, the Giants' secondary consists of Janoris Jenkins, who's kind of washed up now. Um, Antoine Bethea is 75 years old. DeAndre Baker's a rookie. And they got Jabril Peppers. Um, So, you know, they got some guys, but I'm not afraid to play John Brown in freaking every type of format there is on this planet. Bro, John Brown is literally what Josh Allen needed. Yeah. A deep threat that this man can just stand there and chuck it to. You know, I, I was talking about this on my uh, Cash Tears video that came out on Thursday. You know, I think it's really interesting that, you know, John Brown basically died in fantasy football last year once Lamar Jackson took over. And now he's basically like has that connection with Hollywood Brown, a different Brown that, you know, has mm-hmm. that same sort of skill set. I, I just I really wonder why John Brown you know, fell off a cliff so hard when Lamar came back. Maybe it was just a learning curve, but, you know, either way, I think that that led to the Bills getting a good deal on Brown's contract, and it's uh, yeah. it's, it's smoke season. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's smoking it all the way up, bro. Oh, yeah. That's um, what I'm going to say. Let's talk about a player who, in the early part of the week, I thought was going to be massive chalk. Andy Reid slowed that down with some comments uh, on, on Mecole Hardman, who you know, originally was drafted at a time when the Chiefs thought that they might lose Tyreek Hill due to off-the-field issues for the entire season. He was a second-round pick slated to basically play that role uh, in this offense. Andy Reid came out and said that he's going to split that uh, work with Thomas as, as a wide receiver, sort of trying to fill that gap that Hill is leaving in the offense. But I mean, Personally, I think Hardman is, uh, you know, really going to own that role. I think that it's just kind of a smokescreen. And I think, uh, you know, at 4,800, Mecole is, you know, in GPP consideration, especially if these comments by Andy Reid suppress his ownership. Yeah, I don't hate it. Um, but it's just we have to figure out as if those comments are true or not. Um, that's up to us as DFS players. And, you know, if they aren't true, then – He's a smash uh, play at 4,800. If they are true, he might score five points. It's not true, and he's definitely playing more uh, snaps than D'Anthony Thomas, who hasn't ran a route in that it since college. I mean, it, to me, it's this like not trash. even it's not even remotely close to true. Hardman played 78% of the snaps last week, and Thomas played three. I, that that yeah, tells you all bro, you need to he, know. It's just a lie he, right now. It's pure lie. He might, yeah, he might run one route, but seventy-eight percent of snaps and one target. 
Yeah, but I mean, in a that's, game where that's because Mahomes Sammy was yeah, times. but Sammy was balling out, and and you know Mahomes finished with with something like what three hundred and what is it three hundred and seventy eight yards. I mean, he had three hundred by the half. They just didn't need to pass for the majority of that game. I think that I mean I don't know how much they're going to need to pass this week, but I just think that Mikol is you know has upside. He he has tournament winning upside in my opinion, especially if we're on team fade Sammy, which I am. So. You know, I, I don't expect them to not put up points. So if it's not going to Sammy, I know we all love Kelsey, which we'll talk about in a minute here. But I mean, Hardman is uh, is the guy for me in tournaments. Yeah, I mean, between Sammy Kelsey and Damian Williams, that's what? Yeah. 25, 25 targets. Easily. There's There's eight left. And then they also ran it a total of 26 times. So, I mean, that's that's 50 plays. Hardman didn't even have a chance. They're obviously going to put their attention towards Kelsey and Watkins. I mean, it might not work. Actually, it probably won't. Actually, it's not going to work. Yeah. I don't even know why I gave it a chance. But Hardman has, I mean, cash, don't do not do it. There's no point. GPP, this dude could score, score in a blink of an eye. Yeah. Yep. Agree with that. Uh, let's move on to tight end here. Just one more, one more guy. I mean, we already talked about Tyrell Williams. He's a, he's a great cash play. I'm not afraid to fade him in GPPs because I'm never afraid to fade a wide receiver in GPPs. It's just so much volatility. But um, you know, if Tyler Lockett misses, I do want to just throw DK Metcalf's name out there. Uh, just gonna say that. Yeah. Yeah. Six targets. I mean, he he had the second most targets on the team, even when Lockett was fully healthy. He was uh, the leading receiver behind Chris Carson, and I just think that. You know, Metcalf is a physical freak. If if Lockett's gone and, and the Seahawks have to pass in this game, he could get, you know, a lot of production on, say, 10 targets if, if this game shoots out. So I, I like Metcalf for 4,300. He is the perfect tournament pivot off of Tyrell Williams uh, as an ownership play. Mm-hmm. Anybody yeah. else you guys want to mention at wide receiver before we move on? I'm all set. Uh, let's move on to tight end here. And, you know, for me, there's three guys in play. Um, everybody that, else I was going to save it. I was going to say the same thing. There's only three tight ends that you should be playing this week. 100%. Jimmy Graham. <laughs> Jimmy Graham, Mark Andrews. No, um, we're talking about <laughs> Travis Kelsey, obviously, um, should see a huge bump in targets with with Hill gone. Even, even if it's not a huge bump, I mean, he ended up not getting the touchdown that he was wide open for last week. Kelsey, um, I'll, I'll let Joey talk about this because I know that that's your play. <laughs> yeah, Kelsey is my preferred option at tight end this week. I think he's just going to freaking roll over uh, the Raiders this week, and he's Mahomes' number one option. And, I mean, if you can get to him, it's good, but I'm fine with playing uh, the two other guys on our list. I think we're all pretty um, on the same page in terms of the tight ends this week. And honestly, we will be completely honest, I'm, I really don't care for any other tight end but these three guys, uh, Travis Kelsey, Darren Waller and Evan Ingram. That that's my pool. Yep, I I totally that, agree with that. Pool. Um, Jared, do you want to get into Darren Waller before I go on my Ingram soliloquy? Yeah, I don't even want to listen to you talk about Evan Ingram anymore. I know. I mean, Joey Darren already Waller. said that you hate money, so why would you? <laughs> Darren Waller. <laughs> what a what a what a story, you know. Um. So Darren Waller. Uh, he had eight targets last week. I mean, 70 yards. This dude is fast, yo. I just uh, I just looked at his thing. He ran a 4-4-6 40-yard dash. 
obviously somebody wasn't listening to uh, <laughs> when I was going over Darren Waller a couple months ago saying those same exact stats. Yeah, yeah I, was, I, I definitely wasn't listening. I was lot. definitely disregarding Joey Hard and disregarding yeah. Joey. Yeah. Even even as Darren Waller had like three receptions in the opening drive, I was still dissing Joey in the text. But, you know, I'm, I'm willing to admit when I'm wrong. You know, Waller had a great game. Uh, Gruden's hyping this dude up. Had a 31% target share on the Raiders, by far the lead. Um, you know, more targets than Tyrell. 100% of the offensive snaps, too. 100% of the snaps. And yeah, should definitely dude, see a heavy pass script. This dude Gruden is sucking him right now, so he's definitely. If he plays 100% of snaps again, even if he gets zero targets, like he's still a great play. Yeah, I don't even care. Like 100% of snaps at 3,300 in a game there. where they're be in a game where they're gonna be behind and they have to throw it. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and Waller, um, you know, to me is it's based on the build. I love him in GPPs, especially with teams that are heavy on, you know, uh, Chiefs players. But for me, it's really damn near impossible to not play Evan Ingram right now. I just, I don't understand. I just don't Catch understand. Catch you guys later. How, how, yes. Tell me, how do you get 31.6 points, 14 targets, 11 receptions, over 100 yards, and they raise you up 400? What the <laughs> hell is going on? And, and honestly, I was talking about this. You know, earlier, I think with Evan Ingram, it's a function of DraftKings pricing algorithm. If you think back to last year, Eric Ebron had a multi-week stretch where he was getting 14, 13, 15 targets a week. And it took DraftKings like four weeks before they actually raised his price up to the Kittle level. It's because the way that they look at tight ends, I think, is that, that burst weeks are expected because of the volatility of tight end. And they just don't adjust the prices as quickly as the other positions. So, you know, for me, until Evan Ingram is priced up in that Kittle Ertz range, until he's above 6K, you're getting a player with that same role, that same target share. Uh, just at a massive discount. We saw that he's capable of 30-point games, even with Eli Manning under center. Sterling Shepard has missed two practices with concussion. Um, you know, he's a lock for 10 targets, and he's the reason why, to me, Kelsey is not necessarily, um, you know, a necessity as much as I do want to get up there to Kelsey. I think that, you know, Evan Ingram, 5,200, lock it in. Just just don't even think twice. <laughs> I don't know, man. I mean, I, he got I, more, he got six catches when they were getting dusted in the fourth quarter. That's where most of his production came, other than that touchdown. I mean, six catches. He still had you know five other catches throughout the game. Which, yeah, I get it. That's not you know necessarily the greatest thing. But I mean, you know, Kelsey finished with you know three receptions last week. So I think that yeah, but Kelsey can... also hold on. Go ahead. Kelsey also should have had a what ten yard touchdown. This this dude Mahomes wanted to wanted to show off and. Oh yeah, he's gonna repay him by giving him five touchdowns this week. Don't you worry. No, I mean, I mean you're absolutely I, I don't, right. I don't, I don't, I don't mind it. I just think, uh, Waller will score just about. I think the he's same. a GPP option. I think Evan Ingram is a GPP option. Hundred percent cash. I'm good. Yeah. Interesting. Um, cash on playing. I'm either paying all the way up to your playing player. Yeah. And I I know that we all agree that you know those are the the core for tight ends. I will say George Kittle uh, should be in consideration. He is dumb expensive, only 500 less than Travis Kelsey, which makes it you know shaky. But in GPPs, I'd be willing to go there. I mean, he had you know 10 targets. He had his usual role last week, and he had two touchdowns called back. Uh, you know, that doesn't show up on the stat sheet, but I mean, he he was on the precipice of a massive game. Cincinnati's, you know, coverage of tight end scares me 0%. Um, I'm, I'm really into Kittle this week. 
uh, as a GPP play. Strictly. Yeah, I don't hate it. You, I mean, you could look at Jared Cook too for GPP just because of the game script, I guess. But I'm not honestly, playing. I won't honestly, play anybody other than those four. Yeah, honestly, if you're not playing Kelsey Waller Ingram, you might as well just give your money to us because you're part of the rake. And you're you you ever seen that gif with the dude throwing the money in the fire, the little cartoon guy? Yeah, that's what you're doing. <laughs> that's what you're doing. You're burning your money. So you play Kelsey Waller or Evan Ingram, or you don't win anything this week. Um, I think. I yeah, think I mean, you might as well just, right you know, now. go to your bank, make a withdrawal, put it in an envelope, yes. and just send it to DraftKings because, you know, you're not getting it back <laughs> if, if you don't play one of those three. I, make I, it as a donation. <laughs> Charitable donation to DraftKings. You might be able to write it off on your taxes at the end of the year. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, let's move Yo, on, finally. Defense. Hold on, real quick, real okay. quick. What do, you, what do you think about double tight end this week? Not in cash. Like, as a legit single entry. I think the statistics show that double tight ends hardly win. Yeah, but if we love if we love Darren Waller and love Kelsey and we want to fade Watkins, Kelsey is a perfect pivot to Watkins in his I mean, flex. Yeah. I, I would. I, I, here's the thing, dude. I would do that if we're talking strictly a single entry and b. Um, yeah, that's what I'm talking know, about. A straight... tournament with like, uh, you know, like a field of like a thousand or so, where you're guaranteeing yeah. a unique lineup and and you're guaranteeing yourself upside. I would not do this in a in a field like the Millie or something insane like that because I think no, that, that's like what that's said. what I said. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. what I said. Single entry, yeah, straight single entry. I mean, I would take a shot, but I do think that it's worth noting. It's uh, you know, going to be a negative EV play, but um, if you're willing to make that, I mean, hell, tournaments are negative EV, so why not, right? I might, I might, I might run it. Kelsey, Kelsey Waller. Because at the end of the day, I mean, I don't hate it because Kelsey is basically going to be a wide receiver one this week. So that's what I'm, that's what I'm just because of this week, just because we don't, we love Waller. Why not play Kelsey in the flex? You know what I'm saying? Agreed. Agreed. Um, Let's move on to DST. Finish up this positional breakdown real quick. Um, Close your eyes, pick. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm fucking saying, bro. Agreed. I mean, there's really nothing uh, to look at. I mean, he, for me, it's just same as every week. You look at the guys that are playing at home and that are cheap, and that's what you roll with. So, you know, Obviously, Steelers 2400. They could get their pass right. You know, right back at home against the terrible Seattle line. You know, Texans 2800 at home against Gardner Minshew. Uh, yeah. I mean, what else is there to say? Giants, if you don't believe in Josh Allen. Bengals, if you don't believe in Jimmy G. I mean, Rams. what else do we need to say here? Rams. I wouldn't play the Rams, but... I'm thinking well, cash, we just I'll play, I'll the, play the Rams. Yeah, Texan, yeah Texans are, are the ones that I would like to play. I'm not afraid to go down 400 to the Steelers if I need that in cash, though. Yeah. I, I'm If I have to pay up, I'm playing the Ravens. If yeah. I'm paying down, I'm taking the Steelers. But yeah. if I'm in that mid-range, like... If I don't have the hundred, I'm taking the Rams over the Bengals and the Bengals, and then I want to play the Texans. But the lineup I just made, I actually have the Cowboys. Cowboys could yeah. be in play as as a as a pivot, and you know, I think the Patriots as well, thirty seven hundred. Yeah. But I mean, it's yeah. it's hard if I'm going that high, I might as well just play the Ravens, who I expect to have a pretty uh, dominant game defensively this week. Yeah, Kyler Ky- Kyler is going to have a rough. A rough week. Um, 
Let's move on, guys. We've got two more short segments to get through. Uh, let's talk about some one percenters. Um, guys, give me a one percent play that uh, you expect to be in a GPP winning lineup. Oh, I already said mine earlier. Chris Thompson. Chris Thompson. Okay, yeah, that that works, and it works well with the Dak stack. Um, uh, just okay. a, just to point out, Chris Thompson is percent. It's what percent? Chris Thompson. Is what percent? He's uh, he's projected twelve percent right now. Are you kidding me? So once, so I thought I I thought I was top so ten. Sh- I thought I was so sharp with that. <laughs> wow. Oh, I think I think I think uh, people. I mean, are gonna listen, that. yo, that that depends on your source, though. I mean, where I'm looking, I'm seeing him sub five. So I think that there's there's a range with him. Okay, then okay, then if okay, I okay per roto grinders, he's twelve percent. Okay, then Latavius. All right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's a good one. And you know, another one. Just looking through this ownership real quick. I you said it earlier, Jared. Uh, Stefan Diggs is going to be you know non-existently owned. So that's that's one that I yeah. think you're on as well. Uh huh. Yeah. Unfortunately, I have to be. Um, Joey, what do you got for a one percenter, Mister Millie Maker? Uh, what, what's the move? Oh, I have another <sighs> one. Half the Joey goes. Uh, Jared, you can go. Travis Benjamin, if Mike Williams misses. Yes, that that is somebody that uh, we forgot to mention. Travis Benjamin has that upside. Uh, he should have ex- you know extended snaps, and you know the Lions have a pretty decent and in, like intermediate defense. But where they struggle the most, as we saw last week with Larry Fitz putting the team on his back, is these deep throws, and that's you know Travis Benjamin's game. I like that for GPPs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Joseph. Uh, one percenter. Hmm, interesting. I think I would have put Cole Beasley up there. He's projected under 2% um, on Roto Grinders. Oh, um, yeah? Oh, bet. Yeah. Uh, but if we're taking just an absolute, just straight shot in the dark, like 0.10%, give me uh, Demarcus Robinson. Wow. Wow. Damn that... crazy up here. Damn, that is uh, that's a good one though. I like it. I mean, wasn't either really him, on my radar. either Demarcus Robinson or Devin Singletary. <clears throat> I I like that Singletary play. I mean, he played a ton of snaps. He didn't get as much uh, usage as you'd like to see, but I mean, he dominated snaps. He had way more snaps than any other running back. And TJ Yeldon yeah. basically didn't play at all. So I mean, Singletary is basically locked in as they're receiving back and i think that as the year goes on he's just going to get more and more touches as as uh, i think the frank i think they start i think they start with this week and give him more uh, rushing attempts like you said he had the majority of snaps uh over frank gore but gore still had what 11 carries for 20 yards and no catches and singletary had four carries for 70 and he had five catches for 28 yards. So I think the Bills will realize that Singletary is their guy, and he's only 4.2K, projected 2%. Um, mm-hmm. Shot in the dark. All right, and, uh, you know, for me, I'm looking at uh, one guy, and I don't know, I mean, I'm just drawn to playing this dude. I don't know why, but I really like Damian Williams at, at 28, or I'm sorry, at uh, 5,800. You know, he's in this game that we're targeting with Casey and Oakland. And yes, LaShawn McCoy's usage is a concern, but I mean, he still had 19 touches last week, 13 attempts, caught six out of six uh, targets. 
And he did, he only had one touchdown, but I mean, you know, we know that he has that upside. I like uh, Damian Williams as a pivot. Carry on in that same range is a guy that's going to go unowned. And I think that they're good pivots um, off of any any other running back that you're looking at because they're going to go basically unowned. Okay, okay, okay. Um, let's close out the show with our best bets of the week, guys. Give me uh, your number one sports bet. Um, what what do you like? What stands out to you on the board? Uh, you want the best bet on the table? Uh, I mean, <laughs> if you want to take all of, you know, DraftKings or Vegas' money, you know, wherever you're betting at. Take you're the just, Patriots. No, Patriots you're going to take the all. <laughs> I mean, they should win by that. But, now nah, you're going to take um the Saints and the Rams over. Saints 54. and the Rams over 54? Okay. 54. Wow. Interesting. Didn't think you were going there, but yeah, I mean, hell, there's tons of reasons to like that one. That's that's a good one. What about you, Jared? The under in Denver. Under in Denver. What's it set at at the moment? It was at 41 when I checked. 41? Okay. Or 41 or 40 and a half. I'm not really sure. 40 and a half right now. Yeah, I like the under. The under or just Chicago minus two and a half or whatever. They're not going to lose at Denver. That's a good one. I mean, if I'm looking at an over, I really kind of like the Steelers over. That's only down at 46 and a, and a half. I mean, I think that that has a pretty good shot of going over. Also, I mean, um, oh man, what was what was the other one I was looking? At? Oh, I mean, I like uh, I like the Falcons um, at home with points. Uh, what is it currently at? Oh, is it only 1.5? Sorry, it mu- it must be different from what I thought. Never mind. I thought it was plus three. Um, yeah, never mind. Never mind on that one. Uh, scratch that. Yeah, I, I do like uh, the Steelers uh, Seahawks game to go over as well. I don't. I don't mind that. Um. I th- yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> no comments. <laughs> no comments. <laughs> All right, boys. Um. Well, that is another pod in the books. Um. I'm hoping that we bank a GBP this week. I think that it's in the range of outcomes. We are going to. Sail to the money as we always do. You can find us at Twitter. If you're not watching the video show, our ads, uh, I'm at Ben Hover, B-E-N-H-A-U-V-E-R. Guys, tell them where they can find you. Shit, you can find me at Joey Carrion <laughs> underscore. <laughs> Every social media, go to my YouTube as well. Video drive yesterday. Go watch that shit. This boy says shit. shit. And you can, <laughs> you can find me at Jared underscore underscore Marcus. All right, guys, hop in our Slack channel. You can find it on our pinned tweet. If you have any questions, you just want to engage, uh, we'll be there all Sunday morning. Uh, Let's sail to the money, guys. Have a good week.